It's funny when I took a leap of faith The only thing that fell Were things falling in place At times I thought I would fail And fall flat on my face But I'm flying Cause God didn't bring me this far to forsake Fasting for 40 days I'm tempted to bite the bait Tempted to win it all Tempted to just embrace My sin nature was calling Lord put it back in its place You brought me too far for me to stray Hungry for your word, haven't eaten all day I'm thirsting for your spirit to wash me away I feel the withdrawals from sin I need to replace And God, I slip and fall, but I promise I'm all in This is not just a phase Lord, I must admit, I get stuck in my ways The sin inside me still that needs to be in the grave But Lord, you set me free, I believe in Jesus' name Lord, search me Do I seek the most high on my lowest of days? Do I speak the truth even when I'm afraid? Do I submit to your will in all of my ways? Anything you deem unfit, replace I know I may slip, but you've given me grace And God, I know my faith isn't just a golden ticket to happily ever after I know it's bigger than uh, attending a chapel Listening to the pastor, flipping through a couple chapters And only praying over food and after disasters It's gotta be deeper than that I want life, life more abundant That's the reason Jesus came through Lord, I need you to lead me on this journey to break through What's up, Rock Family? What's up, Rock Family? Happy Sunday. This will be the most, one of the most, maybe the most important series of your life because we are going to go on a 40-day fast starting today. And I am so excited because I've done this before and I know that God does amazing miracles uh, through us fasting. My name is Miles Pearson, Pastor of the Rock. Please hit the share button. Send this out to your friends. Send this out to people who are not your friends because God is going to do something in this series. We're going to start this fast today. It's going to end Good Friday, right, Easter weekend, and this is going to be absolutely incredible. I'm going to explain more in a minute, but before I start, let's get on our knees and pray because we're going to start a journey today that's going to change your life, the journey to breakthrough. That's the title of this series, Journey to Breakthrough. God is going to break through something incredible in your life. I'm declaring that over you if you walk with him for the next 40 days. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you so much for being who you are. Guide and direct us. Even now as we're praying, stir people's hearts to take this journey with us to breakthrough. There's something in their life that needs to change. And we know that this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's go. Let's go. Get your Bibles out. Get your Bibles out on the count of three. Say word. One, two, three. Say word. Second Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 is going to be our first verse. Um, if you have been following the hospitalizations because of COVID, one of the things you might have heard about was people were getting on ventilators. And the reason they get on ventilators is because COVID would attack their lungs and they couldn't get oxygen. When they would breathe, they weren't getting enough oxygen to their cells and they needed uh, air put in their lungs. But before that, they would get um, air pushed in their lungs uh, through high-flow oxygen. Now, let me give you some history. Right now, as you're sitting there breathing, you have no oxygen going in your lungs except what you inhale. So you are on zero liters in addition to what you inhale, zero. And your oxygen saturation in your cells is 93 94%. When people get sick, they need 10 liters pushed in, 20 liters pushed in, 30. And when you get about 60 to 70 liters, you go on a ventilator. 
Well, my wife, when she went to the hospital, she was on 30, 40, 50. And at one point, she was on 50 liters of oxygen, and her saturation was 86%, which is below what's advised. And when you get under 90, they want to bump you even higher. And she was very close to being on a ventilator. It was getting worse and worse and worse. And we were praying every day that there would be a breakthrough, that somehow God would heal her lungs and the need for oxygen would go down. And she was in the hospital thinking she was doing better than she thought because she didn't know how much oxygen she was on, but I knew. And I was praying for a breakthrough, that somehow her need for oxygen would go way down. And so one night she told me she was on 50 liters and she said, I'm on 50 liters and I'm at um, 86%. And I almost lost it because I think I thought the next step is a ventilator. I woke up the next day, called the hospital, and she was on 15 liters with 90-something percent saturation. Today I want to talk to you today about the journey to a breakthrough. Look at what a breakthrough is. A breakthrough is an act or instance of moving through an obstacle. I want you to think about the spiritual obstacles in your life. Some of you have been depressed for a long time. You've been confused about your purpose for a long time. Your prayers aren't been, being answered for a long time. You feel lost. You feel unloved. You feel hopeless. And you need some kind of breakthrough in your life. Now, what is the breakthrough of? A spiritual stronghold. A stronghold is wrong thinking patterns. Some of you have wrong thinking patterns we're going to talk about in a minute. Or an unbiblical belief system. We are praying over the next 40 days, as we go on this fast, that there would be a breakthrough of a stronghold in your life that God would set you to a whole nother level. Look what it says in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 to 6, the verse we picked out. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. Mighty in God. Prayer is mighty in God, but we don't do it. We, we trust work. Prayer is mighty in God. That's our weapon for pulling down strongholds. Strongholds are wrong thinking pattern, unbiblical belief systems. You know, I'm not good enough. We'll get to that in a minute, but some of them, I'm not good enough. I'm, God's not going to answer my prayer. The Bible is not true. Just these wrong thinking patterns. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. God says he loves you. The stronghold says he doesn't love you. God says he does miracles. These strongholds and these wrong thinking patterns say he doesn't do miracles. Look what it says, next, next part of the verse. Bringing every thought, it's so important. A lot of times we, we focus on feelings and circumstances, but what are you thinking? Circumstances are going to be not what you want. Feeling is going to be not what you want, but what are you thinking? Because your decisions are going to come from a thought. They're going to come from a decision you make. Now, your feelings can influence that, but at the same time, when you feel something, you're going to think, I'm feeling this, it means this, I'm going to do this. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. You have to take those thoughts captive. <clears throat> and say, no, I am not going to act on that. I'm not going to believe that lie. Look at some of the lies. Some of the lies. These are some of the lies. God won't bless me. That's a, that's a lie, but that's a thought. 
That's a thought. If you don't believe God's not going to bless you for serving, you won't serve. If you don't believe God's going to bless you for giving, you won't give. If you don't believe God is not going to bless you for forgiving, you won't forgive. If you don't believe God's not going to honor your prayer for praying, you're not going to pray. It's a thought. You have to take that thought captive and say, no, I'm going to make that thought obedient to the word of God. This is the stronghold. These are the strongholds. When you pray and fast as we're going to do here for the next 40 days, God's going to change the way you think, the way you see. Look, God won't heal me. I will never be satisfied. Prayer doesn't work. These are all strongholds in our unbelievable biblical belief systems, wrong thinking patterns. I'll never be happy or married or loved. There is no amount of money that will make me happy. I just need more. These are all wrong thinking patterns. These are all things that we think that we have to stop thinking and take all these negative thoughts, these incorrect thoughts, and make them obedient to Christ. In other words, submit them to God and have God correct them. So we're going to go on a 40-day fast. Now, let me give you some background on fasting. Fasting is when you f- your body feeds on itself. In other words, you're not eating and your body starts to feed on itself. Now, I've done fast countless times, 40 days, three times, 10 days, 21 days, three days, five days, one day, etc. Breakfast, the word breakfast means break your fast. When you sleep, you're fasting. Breakfast is the first meal you eat, and it means break a fast, break fast. We are going to go on a journey to a breakthrough. We're going to go on this journey through a breakthrough where we are going to fast so God can break through these strongholds and lies in our life so God can set you free, not just to do it. So one of the things I want you to think about is what are you fasting for? Think of something in your life you want to change, passion for God. Clarity on your future. Blessings from heaven that are consistent with God's purpose on your life. Imagine if you knew what your purpose was and you had the courage to walk in them. Clarity and hunger for the word of God. Anointing for service. God, I want to break through on my anointing. I want to know my spiritual gifts. I want to pray for revelation or healing or, or miracles. I want to be right where you want me to be. Because if you don't have that and you fast, you're just going to fast and miss the whole point. But if you have a clear picture for what you're fasting for, maybe there is a relationship in your family that has been strained for decades and you want a breakthrough in that relationship where you can actually be friends again and have loving unity again. Maybe some of your hearts are cold to God and you want to be on fire for God. Think about what breakthrough do you want. And now, here's a list of reasons people fasted in the Bible. In Jonah 3.5, they fasted for repentance. When facing danger, they fasted in Ezra chapter 8. Courage and wisdom. Esther prayed for courage and wisdom as she was going to approach the king. In times of distress, times of worship, spiritual power. When when, um, Jesus said you cannot cast out demons except with prayer and fasting. Um, Wisdom and acts set aside for holiness. You can say, Lord, I'm going to set aside myself for holiness. Answered prayer. Special revelation. uh, Spiritual recuperation. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. Confession. These are all reasons people fasted. And so, as before we get into the word, I want you to just focus on this. If it's 40 days, I please go to our resources that we're going to give you here at the end. And I've been talking about all last week, go get, get the resources that we have online, read about it, because we're going to start today. Hopefully, you're prepared. 
But you can fast food, and if you do fast food, I, I, please uh, check with your physician. Don't just stop eating for 40 days. Please don't do that. Get counsel. What I usually do is I take take my 40 days or whatever time period it is and cut it up into thirds. The first third is cleansing. And because it's 40, I may not do a whole third in cleansing, but cleansing. And then the middle third is liquids. The middle third of that is water. And then the last third of the whole 40 days is, is kind of ease back in, not eat fully, but ease back in. But the point is you want to you wanna take care of your body, know your body. Your body's going to go through a lot of changes during this fast. 40 days is a long time. But the main thing, is to spend time with God. The main thing is you're not just giving up food just to do it. You're saying, Lord, I'm going to deny myself my, of my flesh. Because if I could deny myself my flesh, deny my flesh of what it wants, because the one thing you know you need in your mind, you think, is food. I mean, you wake up thinking about food, you prepare food, you shop for food, you eat food, then you eat some more food, and then you think about what you're going to get up to eat. It's food, 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 food. You do not need that as much as you think. And once you realize that spiritually, mentally, emotionally, that you don't need food as much as you think, you're going to realize you don't need a whole lot of other things as much as you think. And when you start to eliminate all those things from your need list, there's God. And all of a sudden, you and God are going to be like this. That may take you two days. It may take you two weeks to get there. And then you're going to realize, I see him more clearly than ever before. And your life is going to change. Your lives are going to change at different moments. It may even, you may even have revelation just tonight going to bed knowing the next 40 days. I'm consecrated, set aside for God. But your life's going to change. And I'm going to tell you, the more you fast, the closer you're going to get to God. What do I mean by that? If you say, well, I'm just going to fast stealing, I mean, that's cool. I'm sure that will be a big deal for you. But if you say, I'm going to fast stealing and eating, and again, I'm going to get into that gradually, fasting, eating. God's going to do more in your life. Some of you are going to fast cursing. Some of you are going to fast, you know, getting drunk. Some of you are going to fast watching porn. Of course those things are great. Take the baby step you need to take. But here's the thing. Set yourself aside for God. This purpose in your heart, decide in your heart what you are going to do. And get people that you can trust, a small circle that you're going to be accountable to. You're not going to announce it to the world. But please get the resources. We have a lot of information on fasting. I have sermons on, on fasting and different schedules you could take. But go into this wisely and carefully. Now, we're going to fast 40 days. And before I get to that, you can fast caffeine, bread, sugar, all which is somewhat bad for you anyway. Fast those things and watch what happens. One last thing before I get into the word. Please pay attention to what physically you go through, mentally you go through, spiritually you go through. If you don't journal, try to journal and write down what God shows you in the dark because he's going to want you to live it out in the light. Okay. Three people in the Bible I'm going to talk about that fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. They all fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And three, I'm going to highlight three different things that came about because of those fasts. Now, these aren't the only things that came about, but three things that maybe you can think about. And one is revelation from God and his word. Another one is courage for ministry. And another one is anointing for ministry. These are three things that you, you can fast for. It may not be 
but you want a breakthrough of some stronghold in your life so you could take your spiritual life to another level, your spiritual effectiveness to another level, your spiritual uh, passion for another level, your spiritual clarity for another level, and God can be glorified in your life. So, number one, the Lord bring about a breakthrough in my knowledge of your word. Lord, bring about a breakthrough in my knowledge of your word. Lord, I, my prayer, God, my prayer is that everybody who fasts, they would just fall in love with your word. I remember the first time I fasted 40 days and 40 nights, I would read the Bible, read the Bible, and it got so much that when I would look at it, the presence of God would come on me. It was coming out of the page that I couldn't even read it, but I was still getting the word directly from God. It was crazy, crazy. So let's look, look at this. Moses fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Actually, he did it twice, but it says... In Exodus chapter 34, verse 27, Exodus 24, verse 37, the Lord said to Moses, write these words, for according to the tenor of these words, I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. So that he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. And he neither ate bread nor drank water, and he wrote on the tablets the word of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. Here's the thing. Moses lead the Israelites, obviously, you know, he led them 40 years through the wilderness. By the way, there's the 40 again. 40 is the number of testing. Goliath killed, da- uh, David killed Goliath. David killed Goliath after 40 days of talking trash. Uh, it rained 40 days and 40 nights when Noah built the ark. Um, a woman is, gives birth to a baby after 40 weeks, not 10 months. So 40 is a number of testing. It is, is, is an amazing number. But Israel walked 40 years through the wilderness because the spies in Numbers chapter 13 spied out the promised land for 40 days, came back with evidence. It was what God said and decided not to trust God. So God punished them for every day that they were spying 40 to walk one year, 40 years. It was 40, 40 years all throughout the Bible. God is a numbers God, by the way. Here's Moses, goes up to the mountain. 40 days and 40 nights, never ate nor drank, he didn't die. I'm not saying you do that. Please, don't, don't, don't just stop eating and drinking. But that's what he did. God supernaturally sustained him, and God supernaturally wrote the Ten Commandments. The Bible says with the finger of God. Here's my prayer for you, is that during this 40 days, this would become your number one source of wisdom. You would fall in love with God's word. That you wouldn't just walk around, I'm fasting 40 days, I'm losing weight, I'm getting rid of my, my big belly, and no, 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 no. That God would reveal something to you from heaven that is crystal clear. That he would speak to you. And that his, not only would his word be clear to your ears, your spiritual ear, but that his word and his purpose will be clear to your eyes and that your passion for this, the Bible, would go up. Number two, Lord, bring about a breakthrough in my courage. Lord, bring about a breakthrough in my courage. Elijah was a prophet and he, was, he called fire out of heaven, literally. And one day, he was confronted by 450, 450 false prophets. And make a long story short, they were arguing about whose God was superior. 
and these 450 prophets were ruled by this woman named Jezebel. Jezebel, was, she was the queen. She was Miss Thang. Make a long story short, the fire came out of heaven, burnt up the idol, I mean the, the altar. It killed all the, he killed all the prophets. And Jezebel said, I'm coming after you to kill you. Now, he just wiped out all these prophets, called fire out of heaven, literally called fire out of heaven. Literally fire came out of heaven, burnt up the, the, the altar that they had up there. He kills all these prophets, these false prophets, and then he runs from one woman. So he's out running, hiding from her. She's like, if I, you know, I'm going to do to you what you did to my prophets. And look at what he says. It says, then as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, arise and eat. And he looked and there was by his head a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Now, he's laying there. Uh, oh, God, kill me. I don't know what I'm going to do. This lady's going to come get me. This mighty man of God, he's all boo-hooing now, running from one woman. And then it says, as he lay there, he's tripping. Angel comes and gives him food and water. And look what the angel says. And the angel of the Lord came back a second time, touched him and said, arise and eat because the journey is too great for you. So he rose and ate and drank and went on that strength of that for 40 days and 40 nights as far as the mountain of God. Here's the thing about this. This is, this, is, this is amazing to me. Here he is. He calls fire out of heaven. The fire wipes out the altar. He wipes out all these um, prophets. And then he's up here boo-hooing because this lady is threatening him. And God comes and sends the an angel and says, brother, you are a mighty man of God. Eat this food. And then you're going to go on a 40-day fast. He doesn't come and coddle him. He sends him out to finish his assignment. God has something for you. There may be some of you out right now, you're, 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 you, you've had a hard day. You've had a hard year. You've had a hard five years. And you're feeling like the world is against you and you're being beat down. God says, I have an assignment for you. I want to encourage you. I want to lift you up. It's not over. Don't believe the lies in your head. Have a breakthrough that's going to, a spiritual breakthrough where you can say, I, am, I now have a new beginning. I am not defeated. I'm not beat down to the point where I can't get up again. The Bible says a righteous man falls seven times and gets up again. That's what he said to Elijah. Let's go. And then he said, 40 days and 40 nights. I don't know what happened that, during that 40 days and 40 nights, but trust me, God renewed his strength. Number three. Lord, bring about a breakthrough in my anointing. Bring about a breakthrough in my anointing. Before I read the passage, I want to ask you a question. Would you say the anointing, the oil of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit is powerful in your life? That wherever you go, the store, your job, the mall, that you are anointed for ministry wherever you are. I was at the golf range the other day and I saw a friend of mine who was there to hit golf balls and asked him how he's doing. He says, well, I'm not doing so good. He was a little discouraged. And his wife was going through some physical pain and it wasn't getting any better and they didn't know what it was. And I'm thinking, I pray for healing. You have to be ready when you need to be ready. 
And I said, let's pray right now. Let's pray right now. And not only did I pray for healing for his wife, I said, look, let's mark the time. It's, it's 3 o'clock. Tell me, find out from your wife what she was feeling at 3 o'clock. Now, if you know me, I pray for healing all the time. And if people don't get healed, that's between them and God. I, all I can do is my part. But I always love to know what happened. Whether it happened the way I thought or wanted it or not, it doesn't matter. But the fact, if you pray for healing or if you pray for anything, you want to know what happened. Because faith that God works will be proven by you following up to see if something happened. And by the way, if it doesn't happen the way you want, doesn't mean that your faith was wrong or doesn't mean that God is not real. It means that there's more to the journey. Keep going. So I, I, uh, he went home. He texted me the next day and said, uh, at 3 o'clock, I checked. She didn't feel anything at 3 o'clock. However, today she is three times much, much, much better. Thank you so much. Now, was it me? No. It's the anointing of God. Imagine if you carried that anointing all the time. And what I mean by that is that you were always sensitive to what the Spirit was doing. And the spirit was flowing out of you all the time. Where when you need to give a word of encouragement, you can give it. When you need to give wisdom to someone, you gave it. When you need to pray for someone, when you need to point someone to scripture, it was right there, right there, right there, right there. You, made it, you, you had a, a decision to make. Do I go right or left? And God said, go right. That's what, that's what I pray. I pray that during this 40 days, the anointing and the presence of God is so heavy on your life that you never want to let it go. And we'll talk at the end of the fast because when you break a 40-day fast, is a little, uh, we'll get to that when we get to the end because it's a very interesting dynamic when you break your fast. But right now we're in the excitement of starting. So let's, let's read this. The Bible says in, uh, in Matthew chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 to 3, when Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. A lot of times we're trying to hide from the devil, or we don't want to, get, no, the Holy Spirit said, we're going, to go, we're, going, we're going up to him. We're going, we're going to deal with him directly. It says, Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And then it says, and when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command these stones to be bread. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole passage, but three times the devil questions his identity. Because if he can get Jesus to question his identity, he will question his power, his anointing, his purpose. You need to know you're a son of God or a daughter of God, which if you're not, we're going to give you an opportunity. But here's the thing. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and you would think he would be weak. You would think he would be, you know, this would be the best time for the devil to come after him. Oh, no. It was the worst time for the devil to come after him. Because after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, ooh, ooh, in his physical, gone. In the physical, gone. Remember, Jesus prayed all the time because he had to deal with flesh like me and you. He had that anointing. Now, Here's my encouragement to you. Over the next 40 days and 40 nights, my prayer is that you would pray for God's anointing to be in your life, that you could take on the spiritual battles that you're already dealing with every day, that you would hear God's word really clear, and that you would have the courage to do what God's calling you to do. It's, it's one thing 
to say I believe something is true. It's another thing to have the faith slash courage to act on it. And that there would be an amazing breakthrough at the end of this 40 days. That your life would be radically different. Now, he asked Jesus if you are the son of God. Of course he was. But are you? Are you a son of God? Are you a daughter of God? Have you ever asked Jesus Christ to be your savior? Have you ever confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believed in your heart God raised him from the dead? I want to give you the opportunity right now as we start this fast that you would ask the Holy Spirit to come upon you and empower you for these next 40 days and that you would walk with God like you never have before. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. Jesus, we believe that you died and rose from the dead. So I pray that everyone listening right now would be sure that you are their Savior before they go any further in their life. If you would like to ask Jesus to be your Savior, pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, pray dear God, I trust that you love me. I admit that I am a sinner, that I believe Jesus died and rose from the dead for my sin. And I ask you, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Be my Savior. Fill me with the Holy Spirit that I may have a powerful anointing on my life, the courage to obey you, and a hunger and thirst for your word that I never had before. In Jesus' name, amen.